Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at UH1.com. Sarah and I have talked many times about our desire to age as gracefully as possible, and skincare is a huge piece of that. I spend a lot of time and money thinking about my skin, and I have added Ritual to my routine, which just gives me a lot of comfort. Ritual is here for us. They have created a wrinkle support skin supplement and conducted clinical studies, so we know it's working. They're taking the guesswork out of skincare. Ritual Hyacera is one of several Ritual products that I love. I take the daily multivitamin, I take a probiotic, And Hyacera is that once daily skincare supplement that is clinically proven to reduce wrinkles and fine lines and increase skin smoothness in 90 days. I recently met a friend for the first time in person as opposed to online. And we were discussing the fact that I am 43 and she said, I cannot believe how young you look. And I thought, thank you, Ritual, for that. Start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on clean science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash pantsuit. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash pantsuit for 25% off. Hey y'all, it's Beth from the right here with a quick discussion of North Korea. On Tuesday, Sarah and I are going to talk about the enormously complex challenges facing the Trump administration out of North Korea. And I realized in preparing for that episode how shamefully little I knew about North Korea. And I think I could spend the rest of my life learning about the country and still have more questions than answers. So with the usual disclaimers that this is intended to be high level, that I'm not an expert, uh, and that I certainly won't give you every answer to every question you might have, hopefully we can learn a little together here that sets the table for a better conversation on Tuesday. I am trying to be as neutral as possible in delivering this information, and hopefully I'll achieve that since I really am just in curiosity mode right now about North Korea. So the Korean peninsula is in East Asia. North Korea is bordered by Russia, China, and of course, South Korea. North Korea is roughly the size of Ohio by landmass. You'll also see where the CIA frequently talks about it being slightly smaller than Mississippi. About 24 million people live there, which is right in between the populations of Texas and New York. So it's a pretty dense population. Korea has never been a free, independent nation. It has only known imperialism, which I think is really important to understanding the culture there today. Initially, Japan annexed Korea. This was in 1910. 
I guess initially is probably inappropriate since the world started far before 1910. But that happened after wars between Japan and China and then Japan and Russia. And Japan governed Korea fairly severely. In 1937, a Japanese governing officer banned the use of the Korean language and forced Koreans to take Japanese names. He required people in Korea to enlist in Japanese labor forces and armed services and overall tried to assimilate Koreans to the Japanese culture. China helped organize Korean refugees against Japan, and China agreed with the United States and the United Kingdom in 1943 that those countries should help work toward a a free, independent state in Korea. After the United States bombed Hiroshima in World War II, the Soviet Union declared war on Japan. And after World War II... Korea was divided into two states, with the Soviet Union controlling the North and the United States controlling the South. The line between North and South was drawn based on U.S. and Soviet interest, in some ways what was practical for the United States at that point, and it had really nothing to do with the Korean people or even Korean geography. In 1945, South Korea was governed by a United States officer, Lieutenant General John Hodge. He uh, represented the United States as the U.S. Army military government in Korea, which I think is so difficult to even fathom at this point in history. And, And also considering that this really wasn't that long ago. The idea at that point was that the Soviet Union and the United States would act almost like trustees of Korea for about five years, after which Korea would become an independent state. But this led to huge civil unrest and violent opposition. A commission between the United States and the Soviet Union was unable to make any progress. All of the negotiations about reunifying Korea failed. And so in 1948, two separate governments formed. The Democratic People's Republic of Korea in the North, a communist government modeled after Stalin in Russia, and the Republic of Korea in the South. Both of those governments claimed to be the rightful governments of Korea and neither accepted the border between North and South Korea as permanent. By 1949, both the Soviet Union and the United States had withdrawn from Korea, but violence continued. Post-World War II, China's war with Japan ended and a civil war in China between Chinese nationalists and Chinese communists resumed. North Korea very significantly came to the communist aid during that civil war in China. North Korea provided materials, manpower, railway cars, refuge for communists who weren't fighting in the war, and earned themselves a huge debt of gratitude from the Communist Party in China. When the communists prevailed and formed the People's Republic of China, they sent North Koreans who helped back with weapons and a promise to help North Korea if it ever engaged in a war with South Korea. Also at that time, the new Chinese government named the United States and Western nations as the greatest threat to its security and believed China would be a critical battleground in the United States crusade against communism. So all of those factors coming together, I think, help explain 
some of what happened next and why we are where we are with respect to both North Korea and China. The leader of North Korea during that time was a man named Kim Il-sung. We are special breakfast people here at Pantsu Politics, but not just when Beth and I are on the road. The truth is I want something warm from the oven every Saturday morning and Sunday morning. It's just the truth. It makes it feel special, makes it feel exciting. I don't want to work at it. So the first time I ever saw Wild Grain, which is bake from frozen subscription box for sourdough breads, fresh pastas, and artisanal pastries, I was obsessed. You guys, I've been a member for over a year. It's amazing. It's so easy. Every item bakes from frozen in 25 minutes or less. No thawing required. You can fully customize your Wild Grain box. You can choose any combination of breads, pastas, pastries. You can even build a box of only breads, only pastas, or only pastries if you'd like. And for a limited time, you can get $30 off the first box, plus free croissants in every box when you go to wildgrain.com slash pantsuit to start your subscription. Sometimes I make one single croissant just for me because I want to feel special and they're so good. You heard me. Free croissants in every box and $30 off your first box when you go to wildgrain.com slash pantsuit. That's wildgrain.com slash pantsuit. Or you can use promo code pantsuit at checkout. Looking for the perfect gift to celebrate the moms in your life? Aura frames are beautiful, Wi-Fi connected digital picture frames that allow you to share and display unlimited photos. It's super easy to upload and share photos via the Aura app. And if you're giving an Aura as a gift, you can even personalize the frame with preloaded photos and memories. You guys, I love my Aura frames. I have one in my office. I have one in my kitchen. I have given one as a housewarming gift. I have given one as Mother's Day. Father's Day. They are the most amazing gifts because this app is a game changer, in my personal opinion, in digital frames. It makes it so, so easy to get the pictures on there and even videos. It plays like you're in Harry Potter, you guys. It is the best. I love mine so much. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A Frames.com. Use code Pantsuit at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Can I get something off my chest? Every day I feel a little pang of sadness. Because I think about Griffin going away to college. Y'all, he's a freshman in high school. This is not healthy or normal. This is why I have it on my list of things to talk to my therapist about. We all carry around these things, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us. Therapy is a safe space to get these things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. You gotta get it off your chest. And you can get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Pantsuit today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Pantsuit. He kept guerrilla warfare happening in South Korea in an attempt to destabilize the South Korean military. He also personally visited with Stalin in Russia and Mao Zedong in China, looking for support of an invasion of South Korea, and eventually both agreed. So in June of 1950, North Korea invaded South Korea, beginning the Korean War. 
In South Korea, the war is often referred to as 625 or the 625 upheaval because it began on June 25th. North Korea refers to the Korean War as the North Korean Liberation War. The details of the invasion that happened on June 25, 1950 are complicated and somewhat disputed. Some scholars believe that North Korean forces provoked South Korean soldiers to fire first, and that's how it began. Either way, the United Nations Security Council immediately called North Korea's aggression an invasion and called for a ceasefire. Two days later, the United Nations dispatched military forces with 21 countries participating. The United States contributed 88% of UN military personnel. South Korea was heavily outgunned by North Korea, which was, of course, being supported by China. By the time U.S. forces arrived, five days after the invasion, over 70,000 South Korean troops had been killed and many, many civilians had died. Many South Korean soldiers defected to North Korea. And this is uh, significant because throughout this time period, uh, there wasn't the kind of entrenched animosity that we see between North and South Korea today. This strange line had been drawn, right, by other countries. And so South Korea, in addition to being outgunned, also had trouble sort of holding its coalition together. So the United States under President Truman was really taken by surprise in Korea. The Truman administration was more worried about Soviet aggression against Europe and hadn't been paying that much attention to East Asia. The administration worried about Korea's proximity to Japan at that point and the possibility of a third world war. Truman also worried that not acting would be akin to the appeasement of Hitler, and he didn't want to make that mistake. He also thought it was important to contain the spread of communism in the world. And this is a quote from a speech he gave at the UN, I believe, and I thought it was kind of telling about President Truman's mindset. He said, communism was acting in Korea just as Hitler, Mussolini, and the Japanese had 10, 15, and 20 years earlier. I felt certain that if South Korea was allowed to fall, communist leaders would be emboldened to override nations closer to our own shores. If the communists were permitted to force their way into the Republic of Korea without opposition from the free world, no small nation would have the courage to resist threat and aggression by stronger communist neighbors. So you can see President Truman is freshly in the mindset of World War II when he makes decisions about Korea. The problem is that the United States under President Truman had dramatically cut its defense budget and was really unprepared to participate in this war. In fact, Truman ordered a naval blockade that couldn't be carried out because the Navy didn't have the warships needed to make it happen, which he also was shocked by. It was a really awful situation to put U.S. troops in and I think another cautionary tale for us today. The Korean War was absolutely brutal. North Korean forces killed many civilians, especially civil servants and intellectuals, to try to weaken South Korea. The war was incredibly complicated because there were interests and participation by the United States, other UN forces, China, Russia, and Japan. At one point, the United States accidentally bombed a facility in Chinese territory, both Korean governments massacred people suspected of being loyal to the opposition. The United States considered using nuclear weapons against the Chinese as part of the Korean War. 
Finally, in 1953, a peace treaty was signed ending the war, and it basically left North and South Korea in the same place as they were before the war. Nothing about the war did much to help anyone. It didn't lessen Cold War tension. It almost just seemed like a giant waste of life and resources, and it so many people died. In total, about 1.2 million people are believed to have died in the Korean War. After the war, things continued to be tense between the two countries. There were assassination attempts, kidnappings, violence at the border between North and South Korea, and for 20 years, the two governments didn't talk to each other at all. So Kim Il-sung, remember, is governing North Korea. He died in 1994, and his son, Kim Jong-il, slowly came to power. Kim Jong-il ordered a very long period of mourning, and Kim Il-sung is absolutely revered in North Korea. It is a coerced uh, revering, but people nonetheless are completely reverent about Kim Il-sung. In 1994, President Clinton signed the Agreed Framework, which was an agreement with North Korea under Kim Jong-il to halt production of nuclear weapons. It was politically unpopular among Republicans in Congress who saw the agreement as appeasement of North Korea, and it was always problematic. But parts of it worked until 2003 when it fell apart because the United States felt that North Korea was cheating under the agreement, and it was. There was a nuclear enrichment facility, and North Korea withdrew from a nuclear non-proliferation treaty. Kim Jong-il instituted a policy of Songun, or military first. He tightened security, restricted travel, and really started building the military. Now, some of that might have been aggression toward Western nations, but it also could have been to discourage attempted coups because things didn't go well economically under Kim Jong-il. There was a famine in the 90s that killed lots of people. Malnutrition is a chronic problem in North Korea. So he has problems internally as well as externally. Sarah and I have talked many times about our desire to age as gracefully as possible, and skincare is a huge piece of that. I spend a lot of time and money thinking about my skin, and I have added Ritual to my routine, which just gives me a lot of comfort. Ritual is here for us. They have created a wrinkle support skin supplement and conducted clinical studies, so we know it's working. They're taking the guesswork out of skincare. Ritual Hyacera is one of several Ritual products that I love. I take the daily multivitamin, I take a probiotic, And Hyacera is that once daily skincare supplement that is clinically proven to reduce wrinkles and fine lines and increase skin smoothness in 90 days. I recently met a friend for the first time in person as opposed to online. And we were discussing the fact that I am 43 and she said, I cannot believe how young you look. And I thought, thank you, Ritual, for that. Start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on clean science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash pantsuit. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash pantsuit for 25% off. Do you want a bra that's sexy or a bra that's comfortable? Thanks to Third Love, you can have both. Third Love was started to take all the frustration, ick, and ugh out of bra shopping. That's why they make solutions for every bra problem, aka problems. 
Their bras make it easy to bring back perkiness you haven't seen since high school, get smoothing you know where, and have straps that actually stay put. Designed at their headquarters in San Francisco and made from premium materials, they put every style through hours of wear testing on real women, including themselves, before it's given the stamp of boob approval. Comfort and support are guaranteed. Plus, whether you're a double A cup or an H cup, their virtual fitting room will help you find your perfect fit fast. And they've even invented half cups. No more feeling stuck between two cup sizes that don't fit right. It's time to get your problems solved. Visit thirdlove.com and get 15% off your order with code PODCAST15. There's not much worse than a dry energy scalp. Also, when you get your hair colored and then it does not last as long as you and your stylist discussed, it could be that unfiltered, mineral-filled water is the culprit. Hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin, and about 85% of the United States uses hard water, filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. That's where Canopy's new filtered shower head comes in. Canopy, known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, has revolutionized the filtered shower head. Dermatologists recommended this unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water, leaving you with healthy hair and glowing skin. Best of all, the Canopy filtered shower head is hassle-free. Installation is a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement unlike any others on the market. Go to getcanopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, our listeners can use code PANTSUIT at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. George W. Bush administration was very tough on North Korea. Dick Cheney uh, believed that we should not negotiate with evil and classified uh, the Kim family in North Korea as evil. They discouraged engagement with North Korea by the South Korean government and classified North Korea as a rogue state. In 2006, North Korea conducted a nuclear test and said that it was trying to avoid the fate of Iraq. So you can see the influence of the Bush years there. The Obama administration's policy toward North Korea in terms of military direct engagement was one, or diplomatic direct engagement, was one of, quote, strategic patience. So North Korea fell into this pattern of military displays of power and then sort of charm offensives and engagement with the West and then broken promises and more brutality, and then kind of starting all over again. So the Obama administration tried to resist making any deals with North Korea and kind of living through um, that cycle again, and just kind of allowing the tension to exist around North Korea. During the Obama years, North Korea flexed its military muscle by sinking a South Korean warship and firing on an island at both South Korean military and civilian targets in 2010. The Obama administration also really started to engage in cyber warfare against North Korea. 
So looking at how could we take out missile systems in North Korea. And I highly, highly recommend the work of David Sanger to you. He's a columnist for the New York Times. If you want to understand more about what the Obama administration was doing in terms of cyber warfare with North Korea. Kim Jong-il died in 2011, and his son, his youngest son, Kim Jong-un, was named as his successor. It's interesting to know that the oldest son of Kim Jong-il, Kim Jong-nam, was originally thought to be his heir, but he fell out of favor with his father after he tried to visit Tokyo Disneyland on a fake passport. He was exiled from North Korea in 2003 and became an occasional critic of his family's regime. He died at 45 at an airport in Malaysia where people believe that he was poisoned. Kim Jong-un is in his early 30s. We don't actually know what year he was born in. North Koreans say it was 1982. South Koreans, 1984. He sometimes says 1983, and that's what Dennis Rodman reported after his infamous visit to North Korea. Kim Jong-un is married and thought to genuinely love his wife, who appears with him often in public. And that's a big difference from Kim Jong-il, who was known as a serial womanizer, lots of mistresses, children from different mothers, and he kept the women in his life out of the public eye. Kim Jong-un and his wife have a daughter. He is far more interested in military studies and strategy than Kim Jong-il was, who he pretty much left the strategy to North Korean generals. Physically, it's thought that Kim Jong-un is trying to cultivate an appearance like his grandfather, Kim Il-sung. So remember, we talked about how he is universally revered and very much a mythological kind of being in North Korea. So Kim Jong-un's weight, haircut, his mannerisms, even the way he walks like kind of an older person, uh, people think that he's trying trying to imitate his grandfather. He's also been very dramatic about taking people out who seem disloyal to him. He's brought his own people in, uh, replaced a lot of the generals in North Korea. He had an uncle who was seemingly disrespectful to him and a critic of his economic policy, uh, very publicly executed. Post the wars and kind of current state of North Korea. North Korea describes itself as a self-reliant socialist state. It's very interesting to visit North Korea's website, but it's a dictatorship. It always has been. Like I said at the beginning, North Korea has really never known anything except imperialism. There is a true belief in North Korea about Korean racial superiority. It's very racially homogenous. There is not a lot of access to media outside of North Korea. Very, very little, in fact. And there is genuine mythology about the Kim family. Crazy tales about, it's almost a deification of the, the Kim family. North Korea has the fourth largest military in the world. Again, a landmass about the size of Ohio has the fourth largest military in the world. The state controls all means of production and runs almost all important goods and services, but Kim Jong-un has put in a lot of economic reforms, and now there are some very privileged people in North Korea living in Pyongyang, uh, making some decent money. There are more cars, more fashion. Farmers are starting to be able to keep some of their crops, just generally more consumerism. Kim Jong-un seems to understand that dictators can be really popular when people are living in relative states of property 
prosperity. So um, some writers have said that there's something like a middle class emerging in North Korea, or at least a consumer class emerging, emerging there. Human rights violations are constant and severe. Lots of political prisoners in gulags. Religion is discouraged. And this continuation of sort of military provocation. So um, even over the weekend, we had the test, the failed test firing of a missile and an often expressed interest in developing intercontinental ballistic missiles, military parades. Um, It's it's clear that Kim Jong-un is working to consolidate power. Recently, North Korea hacked Sony Pictures, so demonstrating their cyber capabilities as well. Uh, You'll probably remember this. It cost Sony millions of dollars, hugely invaded Americans' privacy. And this all happened because of a film, The Interview, in which Seth Rogen and James Franco are enlisted by the CIA to assassinate Kim Jong-un. By most accounts, North Koreans believe that their country is in a constant state of danger and the very little access to international media that they receive confirms that belief. So just the fact that Kim Jong-un remains in the media eye makes people there believe that one, he's amazing and two, um, that the world is really out to get North Korea. The United States has no diplomatic relations whatsoever with North Korea right now. And that is where we find ourselves at this particular moment in history. Sarah and I will pick up the conversation on kind of what we think about this situation and how we might advise the Trump administration on Tuesday. We'll talk with you then. Until then, keep it nuanced, y'all. 